Fierce ladies, welcome to the Moms in Real Estate podcast, where we unleash our unapologetic power to share the raw truth of our journeys. Brace yourself for a dose of empowerment, education, and encouragement like never before. I'm Kristen, a relentless entrepreneur obsessed with connecting and uplifting fellow boss babes. In this podcast, we're all about getting down to business, conquering motherhood, nurturing relationships, and so much more. Get ready to dive into the nitty gritty, embrace the hustle, and unravel the secrets of success in the world of real estate. We're here to ignite your fire, equip you with the knowledge, and unleash your limitless potential. Tune in as we redefine what it means to be a true boss babe. Hey guys, welcome to Moms in Real Estate. It's Kristen Cantrell. And today I'm so excited. I get to talk to Karen McMean out of Arizona, which you guys know I love having somebody in studio. It's so much more fun. And she is a top producing real estate agent here. She is a mom to three boys. And you guys, she has four dogs. So I can't wait to dive into all the things today. Welcome. Thanks, Kristen. I'm excited to be here with you. Good. Okay. Why don't you get us started and tell the audience just a little bit about yourself? Awesome. Um, So I'm Karen. Like you said, um, I have three boys. It's part of my persona and who I am. Boy, mom, full Mm -hmm. throttle. Uh, They're super close in age. They're almost 13, almost 12. And then one just turned 10. We have a crazy house. We have four dogs and my youngest son found a sulcata tortoise during the pandemic. So now we have this dinosaur tortoise that lives outside at our house. (laughs) You guys, I told her this morning, I said, I don't even think you understand how alike we are. And the fact that you just told me you have a tortoise on top of everything. I have a tortoise. (laughs) Oh my gosh. No, you don't. Yeah. I'm not kidding. So I'm like, we have so much in common. Is yours a sulcata as well? It's a red footed tortoise. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And it's my, yeah, my son talked us into it. I was like, okay, fine. Yeah. I don't think we would have ever chose to own a tortoise yet. Here we are. And (laughs) well, and I think that, you know, what you just said is like, you live in a chaotic house. And I think that I can totally relate to that. And I think so much of our audience can, because when you own a business and then you throw three boys, a husband, four dogs and a tortoise into it, it's like you literally are just running around like a crazy person with your, like a chicken with your head cut off. And so you have to put strong things into place to make sure that all of that runs at least like pretty well, right? Like it's never going to be perfect. So we're going to have to talk all about that. So um, tell us before we go dive into that, I want to hear like your real estate journey. So tell me what you do before real estate? How did you decide to get into it? And what's it kind of look like for you? Okay. Yeah. So I've been in real estate for about five years. Uh, prior to that, I actually worked in the corporate world. Um, so various roles within supply chain, um, financial management. Um, my last role before I transitioned out of the corporate world was actually a finance and risk analyst for PetSmart Corporate. Mm-hmm. I worked for that company for five plus years. Loved my time there. Um, Actually made some great connections and that's what got me into the real estate world. That sounds like such a hard job to me. Yeah. I think anytime you put finance in anything, it's like, oh my gosh. The one thing (laughs) I love about, you know, numbers and finance though, Mm -hmm. is you can tell any story you want to. And it's the same thing with real estate, right? So I think it's super helpful to have that financial backing. Oh, for sure. To have those conversations um, that aren't always super fun with sellers in today's market. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. And you have a communications degree. Yes. Yeah. So went to ASU for that. Um, it's funny because when I started, I was actually going to school for pre-law, okay. um, was super passionate about it. Uh, my husband jokingly calls me Elle Woods. My license plate oh, says I that. Love that. I've, I love pink. I wanted so desperately to be an attorney. Um, and I did a internship <laughs> at a corporate law firm and I hated it. Oh my gosh. So I'm so glad that I had the opportunity to do that because mm-hmm. my life could have looked so different right now had yes. I not had the passion for the job that I thought I would. Okay. On top of all the other things, I literally almost went to college to be a lawyer. Oh my gosh, really? I'm not kidding. I feel like, and I went through this, it was probably like a six month period where I was debating, like, should I go do this? And I actually asked my cousin who's a lawyer, did not do it. Uh-huh. But just one more thing that we're going to add to our like box. I love it. What I kind know. of attorney did you want to be? Um, I, I don't know. I just wanted to be an attorney. I feel like it sounded fun to like fight for people. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of, I just started thing, like being yeah. a realtor, right? I know. Yes. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, like owning your own business, you're constantly just like fighting for the next deal and yeah. all that. So sure. yeah. Okay. So tell me, um, okay. So you got out of that and then what happened after that? So my oldest son actually was born premature and he has a form of cerebral palsy. Okay. Um, so it was starting to get really challenging in the corporate world to get him to the therapies that he needed to be at and really have the resources and time to dedicate toward that. Um, Mm -hmm. that was at the forefront of our priorities. So we made some changes in our, our life financially to put us in a place where I could (coughs) step away from my corporate role and really focus on getting Jack's the, the therapies and services that he needed. So I actually left that role. And was fortunate enough to stay home with my boys for a couple of years before transitioning into real estate. That's great. Yeah. So he's made tremendous progress. Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful for that time and the opportunity that, you know, we were able to provide for him. Yes. And many people today wouldn't even know the obstacles that he's faced. I love that. Yeah. So even like having a kid with special needs has probably taught you so much. Absolutely. What would you say like some of your like biggest lessons would have been or what is probably still going through, right? Mm-hmm. His resilience is just amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at him and he just overcomes everything Aww. with just stride. And we have so much gratitude for things that we take for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, our oldest two boys are about a year apart in mm-hmm. age, which was really challenging when they were little. Yeah, <laughs> And I think a lot of his obstacles that he faced were in those younger years where he was oftentimes hitting milestones later than his younger brother. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we were first time parents. You don't know what's normal versus what's not normal. Obviously we had a great team of people around us um, kind of coaching us based on the fact that he was premature, but um, we've watched him work so hard to get through um, like physical things, like learning how to walk. He had to wear, you know, braces on his legs when he was younger and he is just always so positive and so happy. And that would be so awesome to watch. uh, Yes. And he's taught his brothers, I think so much with Mm -hmm. regard to, you know, acceptance and inclusion um, because they've been a part of his therapies and we've sat in waiting rooms with, you know, kiddos that have faced all sorts of challenges. Mm -hmm. They've been exposed to things that I think they otherwise wouldn't have. Mm -hmm. And it's just so great to see them be so inclusive and so understanding of differences in other little kids. And they're just, they're all such compassionate little guys and they've learned so much through what Jack's is faced. Yeah. And it's just such a great lesson as an adult. We take so many things for granted and, you know, probably what I saw in my head, like him going through the struggle with joy, like you have to find joy in the struggles. Absolutely. And watching a little kid do that, like what a lesson. Yeah. Love that. Yep. Even today. I mean, um, 
he's, you know, mostly on par with regard to his peers, which we're super grateful for, but he does still have some physical difficulties that, you know, other kids his age don't. And we're reminded of that where my husband and I sometimes, you know, we even find ourselves having to kind of check our mindset Mm -hmm. where our other two boys can do certain things with physical ease that Jack's just can't. Yeah. Um, So being able to, you know, take a step back and give him that grace and remind, remind us and him that it's okay, you know, if his ability is a little bit different. Totally. Yeah. Okay. So take us into your two years off. You get to spend time with your kids and then what? Um, I had a good friend who I worked in the corporate world with that transitioned out of that and was doing real estate part-time for years prior to that. Um, We had been friends for, oh my goodness, probably about six years at that point. And she was building a team in real estate. And she said, I really want you to come do this with me. I went to this leadership convention and I'm going to build a team. It's not just going to be me. I'm going to do this full time. Mm -hmm. She left her corporate role and started a team. And I told her, I said, I promise you when Orion, which is my youngest, starts kindergarten, um, I will go to school and I will come work with you. And she's like, you just have to try it. Like she really, she really pushed me and believed in me and wanted me to do it. Mm-hmm. It was hard because the plan was always for me to go back to the corporate structure. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's what you go to school for. That's what you work toward. You have that stability and that security. Um, but she held me accountable. And uh, the summer going into Orion starting kindergarten, I went to real estate school and school was great. It was super easy. I was like, I can do this. I'm confident. This is going to be so good. I could not pass the damn test, Kristen. <laughs> I was literally thinking, <laughs> says the first person ever, that it was easy. Okay, school is easy. Yes. The test is so, so hard. hard. How many times did it take you? Four. Yeah. I'm and then I thought you, to myself, so hard. how? I mean, I have a bachelor's degree. I went <laughs> no. to school. How can I not pass this stupid test? Because it they trick you. Mm-hmm. If anyone's listening right now and you're about to get into real estate, that test is tricky. Yes. 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 But just go keep taking it. If you'd fail it, keep taking it. Cause I feel like I've talked to, I mean, probably thousands of people at this point. And it's like, I would say the average is right around three or four, but I've talked to people that have taken 13 times to pass the test. There is an agent that I've worked with for years. It took him 18 times to pass the test. He's oh, an yeah. incredible agent. You, totally. you know, it doesn't yes. determine your career. It does not determine you your just career. have to overcome that obstacle. Yes. Okay. So it took you four times and you're like, freaking finally, I'm going to be a real estate agent. Yes. Well, my husband was like, it's okay if it's not for you. Right. Mm -hmm. He's trying to be supportive. And he's like, man, she's really struggling passing this test. And he's like, it's okay. Like, (laughs) you know, you can just go back to the corporate world. Everything will be fine. Pass the test, get my license. I'm so excited. I joined this team. Um, at the time there's just a handful of us on this team, right? It was right. Like at inception of it, we didn't have like a full TC yet. We were just getting going. So I think I'm going to become an agent and all my friends and family are going to use me and it's going to be so easy and I get to show houses and it's going to be like HGTV. Yep. Not the case. Uh (laughs) (laughs) I joined the team and um, I'm essentially handed a phone and a headset and it's like, we're going to start cold calling. And I'm like, I did not sign up to be a telemarketer. I'm a realtor. I'm not going to do this. Uh Um, Kind of shut down a little bit, right? Where it it sucks the life out of you. Where you're like, you get in your own head. You have this limiting belief that you're like bothering people or harassing people and really got pushed to the end of my comfort zone Mm -hmm. that first few weeks. Yeah. So how did you push through it? 
So I struggled Mm -hmm. continually, but it was the accountability, I think, from, you know, my peers and my friends around me. Um, We know that it's a contact sport and you have to talk to people. So if you don't want to get on the phone and you don't want to dial, you have to figure out how you're going to talk to 20 people a day Mm -hmm. and in turn, how you're going to get that business. So um, we did a lot of things with intentionality Mm -hmm. and we, you know, we knew that we had to focus on probably three or four different lead gen levers. Um, We had uncomfortable conversations. We have fun stories to tell from door knocking. We made a lot of memories. Um, It took a few months to get up and running, but you talk to enough people, you get the business. Hi, it's Barbara with Your Tax Coach, and we love helping entrepreneurs save money on their taxes. Here's a quick tax tip. Improvements to your property, whether it's your personal residence or an investment property, helps increase what's called your basis, and it will help you pay less in taxes when you sell the property. So don't forget to always improve your properties. For more info, follow us on Instagram at yourtaxcoach or go to our website, yourtaxcoach.com. And I think that's such an important like piece that people can miss sometimes is real estate is a lonely business. And like to have your people around you to encourage you and like when you feel like, oh my gosh, I don't want to do these prospecting activities, mm-hmm. having somebody to push you is so important. Absolutely. Absolutely. No one wants to go door knock, right? No one wants no. to get on the phone and call. Well, there's probably I have heard a couple there's people. There's a couple that want people to. that yeah, that might be okay doing it. But yeah. most of us, that's not super exciting or the sexy side of real estate. <laughs> yeah, I'm like every t- there if I've I've probably in the whole time I've been doing real estate for 8 years that I've been in this industry, I've probably heard maybe five people say they like cold calling. Mm-hmm. Maybe. And yeah. I've talked to tons of people. So yep. Yeah. So tell me like now, what does your business look like? So I know that I have great conversions like belly to belly, right? Mm-hmm. So I um, do everything with intentionality mm-hmm. and make sure that everyone that I have conversations with, I've asked for the business and they know what I do because they may not be your buyer or seller, but they know your buyer or seller. Yes. Um, so I think it's it's easier to integrate what you do into conversations, even when you're at the grocery store, at Starbucks, um, at Parent Pickup. We do a lot of community events. We do a ton of open houses. I know that if I'm taking time away from my family to be at an open house on a Saturday when they have a football game, I am going to get a piece of business out of that. Where did you, okay, so I feel like this is so interesting. Let's park on that word, intentionality. Yeah. When did that word just insert itself into your life? Was it somebody that brought it into your life? Like, I feel like a lot of people don't have that in their business. So how did it come into yours and like... I feel like you talk about it a lot. So I know how important it is to you. Yeah, it's the foundation of my team, but it was ingrained in me from, you know, my team leader, Heather, was if you're going to take that time away from your family, Mm -hmm. think about what you could be doing otherwise, right? Yep. These people that you're meeting, these people can't reject you. Yeah. What's the worst they say? Oh my God, that lady was crazy at this open house. She followed me out the door. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to make sure that I ask for the business three times before they leave because like I said, they, they don't matter. These, there's a, core group of people that can reject you and those people are not them. Yeah. And I think that that's something that everyone should remember is what's the worst thing that could happen. Mm -hmm. They say, no, that's okay. There's so many people in the world, you know? Absolutely. I totally agree with that. Yeah. So, you know, you started in real estate on a team Mm -hmm. and you were on the team for how many years? For five years. For five years. And so tell us like, where are you at now? As far as like, you're running your own team. Tell us, um, kind of how that, how that happened and, um, kind of your vision for the team and all that good stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah. So um, relatively new. It's been about six weeks now. I was part of a really high volume, high producing team for five years. Mm-hmm. Um, I started on the team as a buyer's agent, um, worked my way up to the director of sales for a period of time, had incredible opportunities to mm-hmm. really focus on agent development and growth, which was a passion of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately met my incredible, I, I think of it as a business partnership. Yes, I own the team, but I really will go into that in a second. I think okay. of it more as a collective. Um, met her now who is with me on my team and she has given me a sense of like freedom and independence that Mm -hmm. I was really missing. Mm -hmm. So I see so much value in growth and development and Mm -hmm. really not putting a ceiling on it. Yes. Um, That led to ultimately me leaving, which was a little bit challenging, right? You work yeah. with these people every single day. These yeah. are your friends for a decade plus. You, It's yeah. like a divorce. I it's know. hard. It is. It's really hard. <laughs> it's really hard. Um, that being said, I've really gone into it with, again, our, our focus of intentionality and getting the right people collectively together. The team that we started is called Varsity Real Estate. Mm -hmm. Um, We did that for a reason. I didn't want my name in it. I'm not one that has to have my name in the spotlight. I want it to feel like a collaborative effort and that everyone who is part of the team has um, ownership in it, right? I want people to meet us and not know who who the leader is. I want it to be all leaders. I want us to own our piece of the business and really have the ability to grow and develop it Mm -hmm. um, with their own goals and priorities in mind. I love hearing that because... I will tell you, it's like the archaic team model that has been around for so long. It just isn't working anymore for people. And so you do see so many real estate teams going more in the direction, like exactly what you just described. And it's more of a leaders rising up leaders mentality. Yep. And it's helping them. It's not pigeonholing them. You want somebody to not just be like, okay, they're just doing these things on Mm -hmm. your team. You want somebody to one day be better than you. Absolutely. Yeah. And I can see that you genuinely want that Mm -hmm. for who you're talking about. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. I love that. Yep. Go ahead. So I was just going to say, I I mean, when you find the right people, it's it's so easy, right? And you want to create the opportunities for those people. Um, One of the straws that kind of broke the camel's back was it wasn't feeling like a win for this person. Yeah. And I I tried my best to kind of recreate the role and um, fit it within that model to where we everyone would be happy. Yeah. But ultimately, we just we couldn't make it work. Right. So whenever I saw the talent that I did in her and I see the potential and I know that she is just like such a strong and independent person. Yep. There's value to me in that and it's not worth losing. Yeah. So if it doesn't exist, create it. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh, yes. I love that. And that was our mentality. I think everyone needs to hear that again. Go yeah. ahead. If it doesn't exist, create it, guys. Yes. I think sometimes we're constantly searching for something or we're wanting to be invited to something. And like sometimes taking a step back and being like, you could be the one to create that is so important. Yeah. Yeah. That sure. was such a great lesson for me years ago. So I love that. Okay. So let's talk about, you know, you having so many moving parts in your life. How do you manage all of it? It's not easy. Yeah, you know that, right? We all know that as the moms. We are kind of the organizers of the chaos. And, you know, despite your best efforts, it is that. Um, I have an incredible coach that I've worked with for a couple of years. Her name is Kara McGowan. Shout out to Kara. She's great. Um, And she has really helped me establish boundaries. Yeah. I have been a yes person for so long that it has bled into my personal life and bled into my marriage, my ability Mm -hmm. to be the mom that I want to be, to be the leader that I want to be. And it was 2021 was a really like integral part of my business that really 
skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. Um, but then that kind of led into 2022, which bled into like my personal and family life. Yep. And I had to acknowledge the fact that I didn't have anything left to give at the end of the day mm-hmm. that was impacting my marriage. That was impacting my ability to parent the way that I wanted to. Yes. It was impacting all of these other relationships that you can't be replaced at. And I think that was kind of at the forefront of what led into me leaving and making my own team this year. Well, and yes, like being a people pleaser. And I think that one thing that, you know, I've thought about this a lot recently because exactly the same thing with me, right? So it's like when we're running these businesses and especially at the high level that we are, where we're talking to so many people and we're so many things to so many different people that we get home and we're like, the last thing I want to do is like parent and be a wife. Like, honestly, I just want to like chill and pour a glass yes, of wine, have wine and not think, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, and I, I got to a, a point where, like you said, like it just leaks into your family life. And I feel like as this has happened for me, I'm like, how is this not a topic that we talk about more on moms in real estate? So I'm yeah. so glad that you were um, vulnerable enough to say that on here. Yeah. Um, because I do think that we have to be, you know, that word intentional, right? So you're intentional. It's like the foundation of your business, yep. but then we're not intentional at home. We're not intentional with our kids, with our husbands and they get the worst side of us. And Absolutely. it's so sad. So even like one thing that I've been really trying to do is like having the right accountability partners to make sure that my marriage is on track or that like, I'm not like, you know, not paying attention to my kids or not being present with them because there's all these other things going on. It's so unfair. Yeah, for sure. No, I'm for so sure. glad you brought that up. So, and one thing I've come to kind of resonate with that my coach taught me is it's not about balance. It's about boundaries, right? Yeah. So having, you know, clear boundaries on your personal life and your business, thinking of yourself as a business and not as someone who is just available 24 seven has yeah. really helped. Uh-huh. Um, there's no true emergency in real estate. No one dies in real estate, yep. right? So I don't need to take that call at 730 at night because mm-hmm. someone wants to run a different payment scenario. They're thinking about changing lenders or this other house just popped up and we're 10 days from closing yeah. on their current house. All of that can wait. Mm-hmm. And usually, you know, time fixes it yep. before you even talk to them in the morning. Yeah, absolutely. Gosh, what a great point. Nobody dies in real estate. Yeah, <laughs> I know. We make, <laughs> we make everything so dramatic. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. So if you were to say like, you know, some struggles that you've had in the past um, that you've overcome owning a business in, and, and let's talk about one separate from what we just talked about, but when it comes specific to maybe like your mindset within your business, like what do you do to overcome um, anything that you've struggled with like that? So I had a point in time where I thought if I didn't do it, the level of service wouldn't be the same, right? Oh, yeah. So I've I, heard that a lot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we tend to probably overcommit mm-hmm. and do more than we need to. Mm-hmm. I found that, you know, getting the right people in place should be an extension of yourself, right? Mm -hmm. If you can guarantee the same client experience and you think of your business partners as like an additional arm of you, Mm -hmm. it really helps. Mm -hmm. So just the mindset of um, letting go and trusting the people that you've partnered with in business is just tremendous and Mm -hmm. super helpful. Um, From a mindset perspective, sometimes, you know, you get in your own head and you think that you're you know, you're, you're not what everyone else perceives you as, right. You almost feel like an imposter. Yep. Um, and when you take a step back, you have to really give yourself permission, like to celebrate your accomplishments mm-hmm. and what you've done and what you've overcome because it's hard, right? Yeah. Real estate is hard. And I think sometimes we need to acknowledge that, um, people from the outside looking in think it's like this part-time job and you have all this flexibility and it's great. Um, 
but I think just giving yourself permission to celebrate what you've, what you've done has been helpful and not focusing on the bad, focus on the good. Yes, definitely. Talking about the wins. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I love that. Well, you've been so great to have on. Is oh, there, okay, we do this game at the end of each episode. Okay. So you literally just have to say the first thing that comes to mind when I say a word. Okay. Okay. All right. So let me think of a good word. Um, how about success is? Ooh. Successes are winning in places that you can't be replaced. I love that. Okay. One more. Okay. Motherhood is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) And so fun. Yes. So fun, but crazy. I mean, oh my gosh, you, no one can prepare you for it until you're in it. You just, you just don't even know. (laughs) I had a girl one time. I'll never forget this before I had kids. She said, it is the best worst thing that's ever happened to me. And I thought that was the weirdest thing that she said that. And when I became a parent, I literally remember thinking of her and being like, this is, that was the most accurate thing she could have ever said to Uh me. (laughs) Yep. I saw a meme one time that said like, I love, uh, I love being away from my kids just as much as I love spending time with them. And I'm like, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I know, right? You need that break. You for do sure. need that break. And that mom guilt, it creeps in, girls, but it is good for them and it's good for you. For so sure. for awesome. Sure. Thank you so much. And if you guys are listening and you want to come to our next Flourish event, um, we will be doing it in November. And you can get the information at www.theflourishevent.com. We will see you all later. This is Barbara with your tax coach. One of my favorite tax tips is called a 1031 exchange. It's where you have an investment property and you sell it for a gain. You can take that gain and put it into a new investment property and pay nothing in taxes. For more info, follow us on Instagram at yourtaxcoach or go to our website, yourtaxcoach.com.